Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host KB, and this podcast brings you the audio experience of GameDev.TV. Now, let's get right into the podcast. Good evening everybody, watch over on Twitch if you want to see my balding head and also see what the chat is, what's happening in the chat on Twitch. And I'm going to take preference for questions in voice because that's more interesting and fun than listening to me. And then I'll take second preference from subscribers on Twitch and then we'll go from there. Try and mop up any other questions if I've got time. Right. Awesome. So who wants to fire off first? Questions about anything? Blender, Unity, Unreal, Godot or future plans, Twitch, the new Twitch initiative, whatever you like. New courses that have come out. Well, everyone's here, I guess. Um... I'm really having trouble finding a, uh, a good mechanic to use in my first 2D game. Okay. Elaborate, please. <laughs> and I'll see if I can help. <laughs> well, so, so it tell isn't us like a, a, bit about like a programming question, but like, since I started watching your, your 2D thing on Udemy, 2D uh, C-sharp uh, course, um, I want to make a 2D game, but I just can't think of a fun mechanic to use. That would make it interesting to play. Okay, have you got any? And this is a common question. So, firstly, thank you for being um, thank you for being honest about that. Uh, have you got any ideas at all? Do you have any ideas about genre? Any any anything to, for us to work on? Well, so I kept, I kept myself up all like for like four hours last night thinking about it. But um, I was thinking something like almost like Portal esque. And there's like an overseer, and you're you're being forced through these puzzles, and you get a gadget. But I can't think of any. Mm. To get through them. Okay, bear with me just two seconds. I want to try and anybody know where we turn off the beeps that come on when everybody joins? Um, I, think uh, yes. I don't even know if that's possible. User join, right? User join, user leave. Yeah. I, think, I think I've got it because it's making a, an absolute racket. Okay, I think that's yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's not so great. Okay, cool. So that should be better. Awesome. So. Portal's a big high bar to set yourself, right? How many games have you actually? Uh, how many games have you made for yourself that you've just played for your for yourself and, and your friends? Um, not using like actual programming, uh, quote actual programming. I, so when I was younger, I ran a class for Scratch for three years at my school. So I'm cool. pretty good at Scratch, like making games on there. So I made a few in there, and then I made. Let's see. I think I've only really made games on Scratch so far, and then. So here in Arizona, we have this thing called IEGA, and then I went there because my dad runs the thing, and um, I saw some 2D games there and thought that was pretty cool. So I decided to watch a course to learn how to make them. So this is really my first 2D game using C Sharp and Unity that I'm making. Okay, so whenever it's somebody's first game, I really have you seen things like uh, oh, Mr. Jump, for example, or um, not that? Sorry, wrong. Google search term. If you wonder what I'm talking about, anybody who's just listening on Discord, go to twitch.tv forward slash gamedevtv. Um, then you will be able to see my screen and see me and see the Twitch chat and all the people putting lots of hearts and leaves in there. Thank you, Avi, for that. So have you seen Mr. Jump, for example, a really simple 2D game? I very, have. Very I've just been looking up on the internet interesting game mechanics for games. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it has to be too unique. I think you just need to execute well, especially for your first game. I wouldn't expect a huge market share. Don't be, don't be scared that you're going to blow. Well, in your case, you're definitely not going to be scared you're going to blow your dream game idea because it sounds like the idea is not fully formed. So just get through the whole process and get something, to the, something out there. If, if actually putting games on the App Store is your thing, do that. Lots of our students have done that, even though we haven't shown you yet how to do it because we haven't produced that content. 
I would just not worry too much. Just co do, copy something else and just make it your own to start with. Yeah. Because there's so much you don't know you don't know at the moment that I wouldn't worry too much about like trying to come up with some great unique idea. Yeah. Uh, Robin, Robin's saying, am I quiet? I don't think I'm quiet. Um, am I quiet for anybody else on Discord? I mean, yeah, I it's not bad. No, it should be. should be about right if I pushed yeah. all the right buttons. Thank you, Gideon TTK, for subscribing to us on Twitch, by the way. That gets rid of the adverts. It supports us over on Twitch, and it gives you customer moats and all sorts of other benefits, so that's yeah. cool. Uh, so a few people are saying I'm very quiet on, t on Discord. Let me just make sure this is not the case. Hello, hello. It looks okay to me. I'm bouncing at least halfway up the, up the bouncy meter, to use a technical term, so I think I, think I should be good. Maybe you can turn your volume up your end. And sorry if the noise is loud on Discord. We'll mute people if there's a lot of noise coming through. Um, hey, ben, I got a question for you. Yeah, sure. Is that Joseph? Yes. Cool. Awesome. Where in the um, world are you, Joseph? Uh, I'm in North. Or sorry, I'm in Denver, in Colorado. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, but I got a question for you about lighting, because lighting. Ooh, yeah, you want to. So like, um, we finally got some level designers. And they're just getting really stuck trying to approach lighting because we have a mix of both static and dynamic. So I'm just wondering, like, how do you approach it, especially in cases where you have to have both? I missed you a little bit there. Oh, so sorry. I got, how do you approach it? And then I got especially in cases where, and then, I, and then you died a little. Yeah, so how do you approach it, especially in cases where you have to have both like a mix of static and dynamic? Because say you want to have like a beautiful scene, so you've like done the light maps for everything, but then you have a couple of objects that have to move or like be interacted with. So I'm just curious, like how you approach um, merging the two and making it not look, because you know dynamic light looks completely different in dynamic shadows than, stat than static light. So I'm just wondering, kind of like how you. Uh, break up a level and how you mix the two together without I am, gl I am glad that you asked. We have oh, a okay. lighting course by Wilma Lim, a Unity lighting course. It's gone out to our MailChimp list, to our, uh, to our email subscribers, and it'll be being launched on Udemy in the next couple of weeks. So just watch out carefully for that. Keep an eye on our Twitter, uh, on Game Dev TV. We have a course dedicated to that by a guy who's got a lot of experience in the industry coming out in uh, very, very soon, this month. Oh, awesome. So hopefully, uh, that, hopefully that'll answer all your questions rather than me going into, you know, rather than me trying to uh, prescribe before we've diagnosed your specific problem. Take that course. It's not too long um, and you'll be cool. And when does, when does that come out? When's that going to be released? Um, I don't know exactly. I haven't got the timeline right here, but it'll be within two weeks. Perfect. I think it's, I think it's even sooner than that. Some people already have it. Anybody on the stream already got that lighting course? Anybody from our lifetime members or our, or our mail list? No? OK. <laughs> well, I'll, let me, uh, since, since I got so lucky with that one, you wouldn't happen to uh, have a like technical artist materials um, course coming out, would you? Yes. The other course we've got coming out the month after is the Blender Environments course, which is another way of saying materials in Blender and then how to create them and import them into Unity and uh, et cetera. So between that and the lighting course, I think you'll be there. EMG already has the lighting course. Hopefully you're enjoying it, the lighting course with Wilma Lim. That would be awesome to hear what you think of that. So. Oh, sweet. All right. Well, appreciate it. So no I have a question. Cool. Go for it. I'm keeping an eye um, on Twitch as well for my subscribers there, but that's cool. Go for it. 
Oh, uh, was I not supposed to ask a question yet? No, no, please do. Please do. Oh, okay. I'm balancing okay. lots of things here. <laughs> it's all cool. All right. All right. So, um, I have a question about uh, ways to learn. Okay, so I'm doing like a 3D, a third person uh, shooter type game. All right. So, think Fortnite basically is the best way to explain, it, I think. Um, and basically, you, my issue. I'm sorry? How big a team? I'm sorry, just, one more time? How big is your team, or is it just you? Uh, it's me when one other person, and sometimes I hire people on for various uh, things, like music or something, you know? So it's going to be downscoped from Fortnite, I presume? It's, it's not, I'm just, as far as, like, movement and, uh, and gunplay and stuff works, it's going to be like Fortnite, but it's not like the building and stuff like that that you, that you would see in Fortnite. I'm just using Fortnite as the example for... Uh, how you would expect the game to work, kind of. Yep, fantastic. That gives us a kind of hook, you know. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, um, my, my question is, I'm having an issue finding resources to learn how to make... Um, well, mostly my problem is animation and Unity. Like, I can make him walk, you know, whenever he's supposed to. I can make it time properly and all that jazz. Uh, my only issue, really, is... When his arms, you know, like whenever you look down, uh, the, mm -hmm. my problem is whenever you want the arms to follow the cursor, you know what I'm saying? Follow the camera. Yep. When you look exactly. up, the, the arms look up. When you look down, the arms look down. And, and I'm not sure how to do that. Yeah, well, you off... Uh, oh, I see. So in a third person, not a first person game, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm getting some double feedback. Where's that coming from? Just say something else. Uh, testing, testing. Oh, it's gone. Okay, that's cool. That was weird. <laughs> no worries. So, what have you tried so far? So, I just don't, I mean, I can just throw things at you. There's a clear process for this, but what have you tried so we can help from other people? I've, I've really tried nothing so far, but my problem is finding the resources to learn how to do this. Oh, there it is again. Yeah, that's... Uh, are you groundless, or is it? Otherwise, it's groundless. I think. What's groundless mean? Uh, so that's not your handle. I think it's groundless. It's just got their speaker a little loud. I'll just mute them for a second, or they just have. Thank you very much, groundless. There is just feeding back into their their machine. So uh, no no fingers pointed, groundless. Thank you very much for immediately muting. That's really helpful. And yo boy, Peppy D Frock. Um, yes, we have got a Game Maker Two course. Uh, it's going private soon, but in the meanwhile. Um, there is the list of our courses. You should find it on there with Benjamin Anderson. So uh, what you're going to need to do with that is you're going to need to link. You're going to have to have an animator parameter uh, taking something like a floating point value. So you know how to set up animator parameters in Unity? Uh, yes, I use integers so far because that's what I know how to use. Okay, so a float's going to work exactly the same apart from it's going to take a floating point value. Um, thank you, SolarFlare, for subscribing on Twitch. Um, and you, need, you want to use that floating point value and then tie that to something to do with the difference between the angle of looking forward, so some vector forward, local player vector forward, and do, um, do the angle, there's, a plenty, there's an angle between function or you can do a dot product and look that up. Whatever, however you decide to do it, work out the angle between the forward vector of the player and, um, and where the head vector is looking and then use that difference as an animator parameter to then tune how the arms move. So you can do it either way. You can either work on the, the angle bit first, getting that floating point, or you can work on the animation and get yourself a little uh, slider in, you know, where you can tweak an animator parameter inside the, ins the editor 
and mm. get the arm movement right and then tie those two together. But they'll tie together with one or two floating point numbers, which represent how much the head is looking up and down compared to forward. And if you also want left and right. So, so does that give you a, kind of at least a way to start attacking it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, the, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that should be good. Thank you. Yeah, but what's so? So, what's your next step then? If that if that has helped you, what 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 would your next step be? Would you have any idea how to go about um, setting up the necessary? How, how far have you got with the animator? Is what I'd say. What's your rig looking like? What are your what's mm. your you are? Do you have the necessary joints and and uh, hierarchy in order to move the arms in the way you want to? Do you have something equivalent to a to an upper back joint or something? Hey, irresistible jelly. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You do. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. if you expose an animator parameter and then tie that to that movement, I think you'll find that you'll be able to, you know, break this problem down into two. There's two clear steps. One is how do I get the code to create a floating point number which tells us how high above or below the horizon I am in degrees. And then a second problem is given that number, how do I make the animation look sensible? Uh -huh. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, sound, so. I think so. You don't sound 100% sure. So, 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 uh, yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm uh, I'm a bit of a moron, so yeah, uh, I gotta process. I gotta take longer to process these things. <laughs> so yeah, don't worry, nobody. The other way you can get our direct help with that is over on Twitch. The the tier three subscribers get uh, <clears throat> get to come on the meet the mentor sessions. So if you're a tier three subscriber, you can actually come on for twenty minutes live with your code, sharing your screen, and we can help you through it live. So that's another option for you. Mm, okay. Um, cool. and anybody that's got Amazon Prime, by the way, can subscribe for free on our Twitch channel by linking Amazon Prime. So thank you for Melicon and Irresistible Jelly right. and all the people who have already done that today. And then you can upgrade to Tier 3 if you want that one-to-one -one help with your screen share. So um, it's a pretty good deal while there are not many people doing it because it's brand new. So good luck. I know it, uh, it'll take a little bit of thinking about, but I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, though. You'll get there. And if you really want to stretch yourself and look at that sort of stuff, then consider the Unreal course. And then Sam takes you through in testing grounds these sorts of issues with first and third person um, and both actually and the camera issues and the arm issues. He takes you through that in testing grounds. I'll give you a link in uh, in both chats to that course. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I've got some hints now, so I'm, I feel pretty good about it now. Thank you. thank you. Awesome. You're very welcome. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Cool. So any, I'm going to just check through Twitch because we've got a whole bunch of loyal Twitch subscribers. I want to make sure that I'm answering their questions now. They have this funky little question mark they can use. So Terra Vice. Hey, Terra Vice. How are you doing, buddy? He's uh, making a very embarrassing game of me <laughs> walking around on my hands. Uh, oh, you're just helping people. Thanks. Always giving, Terra Vice. You're the man. Good things are going to happen to you. You're so giving. So um, I can't read that. Uh, as Asriel, Asriel Studio or something like that. If you were making a game, no restrictions, what would be your dream genre? For, if you're asking me, it would be to create a genre just because I'm egotistic and an only child. Um, <laughs> I don't know what other people think. So I haven't seen any other subscriber questions. So any voice questions here? Uh, uh, yeah, I have a question. Hi. Okay, go, go, go. Cool. Oh, sorry. Hey, you sound, you're also are you okay. random lizard. Um, okay. Uh, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? I just said, are you random lizard, but I can see you flashing oh, away, so I, I know Yes, you yes, I am. Hi. <laughs> hey. Um, so my name's Tate. I, I live on the East Coast. Um, I just have a, a couple questions, actually. Um, so the first question I have is, um, how difficult would you rate uh, an RTS game um, to produce? Like, on the scale of, you know, we were talking, like, from platformers to... Um, to first-person shooters to, to RTS. 
Yeah, so MMORPG, just to define the scale for a minute, probably massively online multiplayer role-playing game, or whatever you call it, um, that would probably be the hardest, and uh, Pong or a platform would probably be the easiest, right? So um, RTS is probably in the middle. It depends how complicated you make it, right? It depends whether the essence of the game is... A, it's not too difficult. In the Unity 3D course, we start to show you the very basics of pathfinding and unit placement, instantiating spawning units. Um, it just depends how much mechanic there is in there as to how, as to how difficult it gets. And um, it can be difficult in two dimensions, time-consuming in two di well, man, many dimensions. One dimension is how much, uh, how much uh, what do you call it, how many features there are in the game, right? And that can put more and more pressure on your programming ability. And the other dimension is how many different, how big is your tech tree, how many unlocks are there, how many different unit types are there. Um, it's, not, it's not too bad, actually, in RTS. It's not as bad as you might think. Okay, um, great. Thank you very so much. If you want a number, I would say six. <laughs> Okay, so it's somewhere somewhere out, in the out middle. Of, out of ten. Okay. Um, the other question I have actually um, refers specifically to motivation. What are strategies you use to motivate yourself on days where you wake up and you're like, I am not going to get things done today? <laughs> hmm. Good question. Um, sometimes I just don't get things done that day. Right, that's one option. Who said you have to get things done that day? So sometimes you just don't get things done that day. Secondly, sometimes you have to get things done. What's the definition of having to get things done is I guess what I'm saying. So if you say, if I say that if I don't have to get anything done, I don't get anything done, and that I'm not a bad person if that happens, then the answer starts to come clear. Because if you don't have to do it, you're not going to do it. Why would you? It'd be a waste of energy. Human We're pretty conservative with energy as humans. So it really comes down to the definition of your must. What, what, why must something get done for you? And for me, these days, it's um, either because you guys are waiting for content, it must get done because I've made a promise that it's going to get done, or it must get done because I'm holding up the other instructors or, or students. So I'm, it's always because I'm, I have pre-made a promise to somebody about it. I'm working to a deadline that has external expectations around it. So that turns it into a, from a nice to a must. So... A solution might be to make some commitments that are reasonable, in fact, make them smaller than you think they need to be, especially for the short time horizon. Make big commitments for the long term and tiny commitments for the short term. Like tomorrow I'll do X and X should be tiny, 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 simple thing because you never know what's going to come up. But make like a one or, one or two year goal that's really big because you'll always underestimate what you can do in the long term and overestimate what you can do in the short term. Yeah, smart goals. Specific, yes. measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Exactly. Thank you very much for that. And they're so simple. They still work so well, right? Okay. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I do understand. Um, I'll have to look into more of those smart goal things. Um, yeah, thank you very much for your time. Look, look up smart goals. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll post the link for something about that in the uh, in the lounge. Yes, please do. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. So what's the next one? Excuse me if you see anybody on Twitch sees me diving around between different screens. I'm just kind of looking things up, trying to keep on top of everything. I'm kind of on my own here tonight, which is fine. I didn't even announce to the team that I was going live tonight until about five minutes ago. I kind of forgot they don't follow us on social media so much. So, Cool. So what's the next question here? Otherwise, I'm going to go back to the Twitch chat. I have a quick question for my... Yeah, please do. 
uh, what's the best engine for doing uh, rhythm games like uh, guitar here? Rhythm games? Yeah. yeah. What platform, what target platform are you going for? Uh, PC. Any, is there anything different, special um, about it? Or just a kind of, I, I, you know, obviously your game's going to be different and special. It's like I mean, uh, lightsaber, light, lightsaber and uh, virtual reality. Oh, cool. Uh, okay, well, that gives me a load more flavor. Then in that case, it's u between Unity and Unreal. Um, how big a team? How much, how much budget for assets? Uh, three. A uh, design, uh, graphics designer and uh, a developer and a uh, music uh, de developer. Okay. And what experience do you already have with, with which engines? I've uh, completed the Unreal Engine course uh, two, two weeks ago. Awesome. Good job. That's a huge course to be finishing. Thank well done. And that's it. And no Unity experience at the moment? Um, no. Okay. And how do you get on with Unreal? Do you, find, do you kind of vibe with it? Do you find you can get stuff done? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty, pretty good with it. Well, go with Unreal and use as much blueprint as you possibly can. Only, only dive into C++ if, if and when you need to. Just muting uh, Epi. So does that help? Does that, is, that a, is, that, is that okay as an answer? Excuse me? Is that, okay? is that helpful? Is that okay as an answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank awesome. you. Yeah, you're welcome. No, that's fine. Um, so we have, we have a so on Twitch people are asking about how to prepare for the Unity certification. Uh, we, we don't have a course for a new Unity certification. And I'm not sure which user sound that is. Somebody's on the phone. Does anybody know? Is it Glacial Leaf maybe? What was the question again? Somebody is somebody. Oh, okay. I'm just going to have to mute server mute. I have. Um, the stream should not be down, though. People are asking if the stream's down. And if any of the mods are here, um, then please mute anybody if there's a sound problem. I don't think the stream is down. I'll just double check it over here. So stream is not down. No, I don't the think it is. The stream is live. I've got green lights on my screen. Oh, you've kicked him. Okay, thanks, Mark. Um, hopefully they deserve that. Hey, do you like the little tip jar at the bottom right of my screen on Twitch? New thing for us. It shows when people are subscribing and when they're f following. I think the little leaves are follows and the purple stars are subscribed. So that's pretty cool. Okay, Keith, hey, over on Twitch, got a question. Is it fair to say that Unity starts with a small set of components, but then you need to put a lot of work into customizing, whereas Godot has a gazillion basic components so that you can put them together fairly easily, but the downside is it's hard to pick the right ones to use. I thought, Keith, your question was going to be exactly that question, but between Unity and Unreal for some reason. I wouldn't say Godot has a gazillion basic components. Um, it has a good set of basic components. Unity, I would say, has more. I haven't counted them, but I'm pretty sure it has more basic features, as, as Unreal has more basic features than Unity. Um, Unity is generally an engine you can get a huge amount out of if you're willing to put a some time into customization. So uh, I, I don't know. Maybe just clarify your question a bit further, Keith. What, what decision are you trying to make? I might better be a bit more a bit more specific. But hey, for those of you, no, I'm not going to go through this again. I'll go through it really quickly. For those of you who've not heard this really silly thing that I come up with recently, which is the concept that uh, Unity is better than Godot, that Unreal is better than Unity, and that Godot is better than Unreal. <laughs> so notice we've got <laughs> it full circle, like, uh, like rock, paper, scissors, because by the time you get to Unreal, you've got such a complicated, big, heavyweight system on your hands that it's not as quick and easy to get a simple game done. 
Um, so you really just need to find your position. That's why when we had the question a minute about, ago about the VR game, I had to ask a lot of questions before I recommended a particular system. I do recommend everybody tries three different engines and then makes a decision. It's on the third engine that you really see the pattern and what, what they have in common and what's different. I'm just going to mute you for a minute, Glacial Leaf, because there's a lot of uh, microphone kerfuffling, I think is the word. I just want to mention that uh, CryEngine is free now too. Yeah, CryEngine, awesome. CryEngine Lumberyard, of course, which is this, um, the f uh, Amazon's fork of CryEngine designed more for online multiplayer games. Uh, we may well cover those engines in the future. For now, we're just going to settle down a little bit because CryEngine and Lumberyard, both a little bit of a pig for beginners, um, I found when I've looked at them anyway. Um, but it's something we do want to cover in the medium term. We're just focusing on the, on the three at the moment, Godot, Unity, Unreal. Between those three, you've got all you need to make any game that you can imagine. Mm. And beyond that, it's not about the tool. It's now about your journey as a developer learning, I would say. Uh, Glacial Leaf, no worries. Thank you for letting us know that it's a laptop issue. And excuse us, server muting you. Um, nothing personal. Just uh, want to keep the stream and the chat clear. Martin Salter, thank you for subscribing with Twitch Prime over on, on Twitch. If you have Amazon Prime, guys, you can subscribe to our Twitch channel for free. No ads, get notified when we come online, lots of new emotes, all the rest of it. And if you want, you can upgrade to tier two or three, and I'll give you the tier two benefits in the um, chat now. And if you want some one-to-one -one mentoring, then the tier three subscribers get actual one-to-one -one time. Which Terravice recently has been using to take the rip out of me with a crazy game. So... Um, Anybody in the Discord chat having you in the Discord? You're telling me you're having issues with my sound quality. Still, I'm sorry about that. I don't know why uh, you are using the same microphone as Twitch. So I don't understand uh, why. Oh, maybe I. No, I don't understand why. I'm sorry. So um, yeah, listen on Twitch if you're having trouble. I could switch mic, that might help noise, not a bad idea. Hey noise, by the way, how are you doing? You've been around a long time, nice to see you. We used to play um, Clash of Clans together. Um, I'll, I will switch mics on Discord. Oh, Clash of Clans. Yeah, it was awesome, was I haven't so played it for a while. Yeah. This may, this may have helped us out, changing the microphone, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, um, I just lost eardrums, so yeah, it's working. You lost eardrums, I'll move the mic a bit further away. Sorry, sorry, uh, Mark. I had you I turned up like, really high because you were really quiet and nothing mics was just super loud. Oh, now I've blown everybody's ears. Well, if you guys can still hear me, then I'll take another question. <laughs> if you're deaf, then sorry. <laughs> uh, can I ask a question? Of course. Thank you. For being... Everybody's so polite. Huh? No, don't, no, I'm not going to invite anybody to be rude for a minute. That would be dangerous. No, it's great that you're all so polite. So, yeah, how can I help? Where in the world are you from and how can I help? Uh, United States and... Uh, I am looking forward to the Godot course. So, awesome. Uh, how do I put this? Um, in regards to the Godot course, will you be covering level streaming? I don't know for sure. Let me uh, let me pull up Yan's good syllabus. We've got a okay. syllabus for the Godot course, and I suspect we will, but I'm not guaranteeing it. It's not in the Kickstarter promises. I've just linked to the Kickstarter there in the uh, in the hash lounge of the Discord. I'm going to just have a quick look and see if there's anything yet about level streaming. It doesn't mean that you can't add it. No, you can add that as an idea. Um, I will give you in Twitch the link to the Godot syllabus. So if you don't mind going okay. and getting it there. And for Good. those of you who need to know where we are on Twitch, it's twitch.tv forward slash gamedevtv. 
I try not to use too many different chats. In fact, I think I might just specialize into the Twitch chat for this, if that's okay with you guys. Are you guys on Discord okay to go watch over on Twitch? Is that easy? Is that an imposition of that's me? That's fine, Marie. That's all good. I'm watching Twitch right now. I just am talking here, so. Awesome. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Uh, did that answer your question? I don't know if I answered your question. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. It's really impossible, Mr. Square Peg, not to look at your name and try and make some joke about a round hole, but I th maybe yeah, that's, that's why you Yeah, that's kind might... of the joke with my name. So. Yeah. yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's inviting round hole jokes. So. Mm. I won't make one. And there you go. Ah, thank you, Mark. Putting uh, those things around links avoids the big graphics. That is super useful. Thank you very much, Mark. I'm going to try that now. Twitch. And then put those around it. Woohoo! Did you not know that? That is very useful because that, as much as I like our leaf, you know, 500 by 500 pixels or whatever that is, is a bit much. So, Okay, we have a paragraph question over on the Twitch stream. Tonight, I'm afraid I'm having to prioritize only subscriber questions on Twitch. Two things about Twitch. You can only join in the chat after you've been following us on Twitch for 10 minutes. Uh, that's not us being an ass. That's just because we don't want randoms who know nothing about what we're talking about coming in and asking questions before they've even listened for a few minutes. So if you want to ask questions on Twitch, firstly, you're going to need to uh, follow. Just click follow on Twitch. Uh, and then I'm tonight going to have to give priority to subscribers who've got access to this uh, slightly dodgy green question mark that I drew myself. Uh, but it does help me see what the questions are. So Keith, I'm going to follow up Keith's question. So he was asking, he basically said before that, uh, is it true to say that Unity has very few basic components uh, that need a load of customization, but Godot has thousands out of, the, out of the box? I'm saying, well, actually, Unity's got quite a lot, especially if you include all the packages you can import. And he's now clarifying this question. He said he was in thinking in, in terms of node types. Well, in nodes in uh, Godot are a bit like game objects in Unity, although making a straight comparison of anything in Godot to Unity is always dangerous. So you're trying to put together a war game map system built by users. So tile maps aren't the right thing. Uh, used containers. There seems to be a confusing variety of container types in Godot. Probably true. Um, good question, Keith. I, I, it's too generic a question for me to give you an answer. And if I did give you an answer, it's not going to be particularly helpful to the majority of people on the stream. So I think to get better answers on that, I don't know if you backed the Kickstarter for Godot. If you did, then depending on which level you backed at, well, the highest levels are coming to have dinner with us here in Cambridge. So we can certainly help you dig into it then. Um, otherwise, become a tier three subscriber. I don't think you are at the moment and, uh, on Twitch and come and bring your problem to us on the stream live and help everybody else out. And um, yeah, they're my best two suggestions at the moment. Um, uh, the other thing you could do is ask Jan or other people in the Godot Facebook group. I'll give you a link to the Godot Facebook group. I'm sure you already have it, though. Um, I'm going to take one more Twitch question, chat question, and then I'm going to go back to the voice chat. So, Terravice, hey, buddy. I personally have found all of your concepts clearly defined and applicable as I go through the courses. Is there or could there be a consideration towards small videos in this explaining individual concepts? Um, yes, quite possibly. So. So, so far, everything you learn from us is, is, is good. It's all, if it's all built into projects, right? But if you just want to go and learn about, like, uh, what Keith is asking about, containers, you know, data types, containers in Godot, or you want to know the details of arrays in C Sharp, it's a little bit hard to index that and to find it. A couple of suggestions, firstly, before, um, before I go on to what we might do in the future. A couple of ideas about how to find stuff on our courses. If you watch my stream, a screen even, on Twitch, let me show you a couple of things. If you go to... Um, this link. So I'm going to give you the link in the chat, in the Twitch chat. There's the Godot course Facebook group. 
Here's a list of all of our courses. So if you go to our courses, one thing you can do that's not super quick, but I would, if you wanted to say, ah, oh, where, where do we look up? Let's take a specific example, on mouse enter, or just on mouse, yeah? What I would do is go, well, that's likely to be a beginner concept. So I'm going to open, maybe in separate tabs, the Unity 3D course, and maybe on the other page, the Unity 2D course. So that takes a couple of seconds. Ah, oh, stop popping up, Unity. Uh, Udemy. And then I would do it, then I would wait for the curriculum to load. Here's the curriculum. Um, but you need to click expand all on the curriculum of these of these things. And then I would do an in-page search on, on here. So I would go on mouse, not the full-on mouse thing, because it's more likely to find it if you just put the root. So there's nothing on the syllabus in, the t in that course, and there's nothing in the syllabus in the other course. Okay, so I'm proving it's quite hard to find that. I'm surprised there's nothing about on mouse, uh, but it looks like we haven't, um, haven't done that. So then what I would do is go to our GitHub, and you can do much more detailed search inside GitHub. You go to the course repo, 3D course for instance, and then you search this repository for on mouse in this organization, and unfortunately, what you're going to need is a very special GitHub search. Let me, um, let me share with you a really cool template for that. One second. I've got it, I've got it all set up in my text expansion tool. Oh, that's, ex that's surprising. On mouse, enter. I'm surprised this is telling me that we don't have that in the Unity 2D course. Okay, let me just try one more. I'm trying to get a successful search here for you guys, and it is failing. Maybe it's case sensitive. That's surprising. Okay, so I'm really show okay. So basically, I've shown you the problem. It's hard to find stuff in our courses. If I can't find it, what chance have you guys got? Um, we need to make a search tool, and um, we will do that at some point. Not sure when. So the other thing, the other question, Terravice, is: Are we ever going to make content that's supposed to be standalone? The answer is probably, and probably on YouTube, and probably either at the end of this year or starting the beginning of next year. When we get to a given concept, we'll consider making a generic video about it that'll go in the course you're taking, but will also be in other courses. So you'll get to a video that goes, OK, guys, what you need to know next is how to use on mouse enter in Unity. So let's see how to do that. Talk about it in the generic, in a video that's both on YouTube and in two or three different courses, then carry on the course as usual in the, um, in the specifics. So yes, we do have an indexing problem, and uh, we have got ideas to work on it. And I've just demonstrated how bad it is by the fact I couldn't find anything. Uh, um, so Liz Kimber says this, you're struggling with, with a 3D course because you need a first-person camera in part two. Will you cover other camera types? Uh, part two of what? Um, there will be one more section in the 3D course, which will be Zombie Runner, and that will be first-person. So that answers your question, I think. Watch out for that. It'll be a few many weeks away, but it'll come. Okay, cool. I'm going to go back now to um, the Discord. Got a question from Walrus I just luckily found there. Is it plausible, possible to use multiple collisions on a pawn that you're still able to block in UE4? Because uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't know right now. I'm a little bit out of tr touch with, um, with UE4. I can't answer your question definitively, but I can go on to our Twitch events and tell you when the next stream with Sam that's relevant to Unreal is. So if you look at twitch.tv forward slash gamedevtv forward slash events, you'll see what's coming up. And you could either be a tier three subscriber and ask that on um, episode three of our Meet the Mentors on Tuesday, or you could ask Sam in the chat on the 25th of July at 4 p.m. UK time, where we visualize flying Dalek lasers, I'm sure he'd be. And then actually we're doing raycasting and the like in that uh, particular stream. So they'd be the two places to ask. Cool, any questions in the voice chat? No, you're not. 
Sehegehen. Was that you saying, no, you don't have a question? <laughs> okay, courses recommend for finding sounds to use in your game. No, we don't have a whole course on that. We have given away, and I'm trying to remember which course it was in, but we've given away um, a pretty good Game Master audio asset pack, and we've got a deal on that. Um, so look out for that Game Master audio asset pack that is in... I think it's the Unity 3D course. I think we give it away in both courses, actually. But for the moment, it's the 3D course you want to look at. Um, and so Game Master Audio Peter has a pretty good pack that you can go and look up. So check that out. Freesound.org will work really well. Lots of others. Yep. Um, well, the search tool that we create, and I shouldn't be promising this search tool, be through Game Dev TV. Yeah, the idea would be on our, on our web page. And we know that you guys are starting to really need it. Because done properly, you can actually search uh, all of our courses really really well. That, that search I just tried to do on GitHub that failed, uh, let me just show you it working a little bit better. So I am going to make that work because it can work. So um, if I just searched for on collision enter, something that I know is in the complete Unity Developer 2, there you go. That's the type of result you want. Now I'm going to put this search string in the Twitch chat because you'll be able to work out how to modify that search string to your needs. I'll point out what you need to do to the URL. You need to change this to the repo name for the course in question. You find that by just, um, I'll show you how to find that in a minute. Um, it's linked in every single course. Yeah, Every course, every lecture goes to lecture project changes on GitHub. In there, you'll see the name of the organization. So for the complete Unity Developer 2, it's that. Or for one, you take the two off the end. And then this on collision enter is my search term. It's quite a complicated search, but if you were to take that as a template, then you can put the organization in there and you can put the search term in here. And what this is telling you is that the first time we introduce the concept of on collision enter in the um, complete Unity Developer 2, which is confusingly the 3D course, is in Project Boost, the section. And it even tells us, I think, precisely which video that's in. Maybe it doesn't. In rocket.cs. Uh, yeah, if we search the. No, where do I find which lecture? So it's definitely in the rocket of Project Boost. And then if you were to search in the code here, this is another useful thing. If we go on collision enter and you find, okay, well, it's here on line 58. When did we write that line? What you can do is you can click blame. So once you're inside the project on um, GitHub and you're looking at the rocket file, you click blame. This is like, who did that? Who wrote that line? And then and you can find out who last edited that. So I edited that nine months ago in lecture 14 of that section, tagging game objects as friendly. So GitHub is your best way of indexing into our course content, particularly if you're searching for code. You've just got to know how to do it. So see that string that I just pasted you there? I'll also paste it in hash lounge, um, and you can see what you've got to change, right? You've got to change the organization name and the search term. So cool. Good luck. Ah, I need a drink. 40 minutes. Hey, why don't we do a stretch? We always do that on these Twitch streams. So you guys, all of us sitting at computers all day, let's, let's not sit at computers all day. Let's stretch. I'll move this mic over for you guys on Discord. Those of you on Twitch can have a look. So a few ideas for stretching. I normally do the same things. Arms up in the air. I, I want you guys to do this with me. Circulate your bodies so that you try and get your vertebrae, all of your vertebrae and your upper back, particularly thoracic spine moving both ways. Often on the Twitch streams, if you join us, we do things like uh, crazy pogo sticking is a new thing. I'll go and get the, the stick. I know that Discord have lost my voice, but Twitch have still got it. Um, so I have this crazy pogo stick nearly as big as I have, which you can pump up to 2,000 PSI, uh, which you be crazy. Uh, we do trampolining, we do all, all sorts of stuff. Anyway, so uh, moving the spine like that. The other thing that I find really good is whichever hand you use on the mouse, if you put it down and face like this, then you can get yourself a good stretch on the hand. So that's a good thing to do. 
and just feel your own body and work out what it needs to do. The other thing you can do is just jump up and down on the spot. Whatever you need, just uh, keep your body moving. Don't neglect it. Every hour or so, um, move your body, please. Be awesome. So, uh, let's exercise with Ben. Yeah, I think I'm probably uh, past the years of being the young stud that, that people follow exercising, but I can still you know, help you guys out. So, was I ever a young stud? I was young. I don't think I was a stud. Okay, so, um, JC Adventure Gamer, I'm working. Hey, any voice questions in, in the Discord lounge? Go on, somebody be brave. We want to break up the monotony of my voice here. Well, I want to break up the monotony of my voice. I, I think somebody's still muted. He's trying to ask a question. Oh, no. Who's that? I feel awful. I'm not sure. Hang on. Uh, somebody also said leave. that you could set where it's uh, required push to talk by right-clicking on the voice lounge. That would probably solve all your problems. Yep. It may well do. It was yeah. Garakal Leaf trying to talk. Sorry, say again. I can't That's see him. required. I'm going to edit the channel required for push to talk. Uh, Not see. Oh, I'll turn the audio. I got it. You've got it, have you, Mark? Uh, I think I know where the setting is. I'll do that. You carry on with the AMA. Uh, <laughs> Thank you very much, Mark. You are a star. So there was, hopefully that person can now ask the question or t say us in Hash Lounge who you are and I will unmute you. Is it Glacial Leaf server muted? Yeah, probably. Glacial Leaf, have a go now. May I ask the question now? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I didn't mean to server mute you. It was only because of the noise earlier. Well, I did mean to, but, you know. Anyway, ask your question. Uh, I have the Unity 2D and 3D courses, Blender courses, and Real courses, minus the VR one, the Godot course, the Gimp course, the Tabletop Design course, and the Game Maker course, as, wow. as well as the How to Get a Job in the Game Industry course. Uh, I wanted to ask, do you think there will be enough to apply to, for an existing uh, game development studio or do you think I should try to apply to a school and if so, do you have any recommendations? Okay, so let's be clear. Own, having all of those courses uh, in your Udemy uh, account won't make any difference to your job prospects, obviously. I know I'm, kind of I'm not really talking to you here, I'm talking in general. Some people think that they buy a course and then, then the then they become job eligible. <laughs> so clearly you've not done that, but how, what sort of completion level have you got on these courses at the moment? Uh, I'm still actually at the very beginning, still going over them. I just want to aim for uh, an actual job in the industry. Absolutely. Okay, so, so just to be clear then, obviously having them doesn't help you get a job at all. Taking them does. Um, taking one course and taking it deeply has got a lot of people very good jobs. We've had quite a few stories of people who've got good jobs, even beating people with degrees in the industry. And the way they've done that is they may have just taken the Unity 2D course, for instance, the, even the old one, and which, you know, at the older version of it before we're now remastering it, and they've taken it, and for each project, they've taken our projects, and then they've taken them several steps further and put them into their own portfolio and made them their own. And they've showed up at the job with, even if it's just two or three simple games from one of our Unity courses, but they've modified them and extended them. Um, and that's what's impressive. So it's not really about how many courses you have. It's about how deep you go on the courses you have, how much you push things, uh, push things and how much you customize things and how much extra effort you make. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So you've got more than enough courses. Now the question is, have you got the motivation and the focus and the desire? That would be the next question, right? Yeah, I, I actually want to aim that. I, it's just that uh, I didn't know if 
if that will be actually enough to try and apply. So that answers, answer makes me quite optimistic, actually. Awesome. So yeah, if the, if, if the house that you're applying to uses Unity, then focus on a Unity course. If it uses Unreal, focus on an Unreal course and just do something slightly impressive. You don't have to do that much to be doing much more than the average person who rocks up without any of their own projects. So hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. So uh, the tip jar is looking good over on Twitch. Thank you, everybody, for subscribing and following and doing all your things. It's awesome. Just wanted to remind you that you can subscribe for free with Amazon Prime. If you have an Amazon Prime account in your country, you may be able to link it to Twitch. You can then subscribe for free. You need to resubscribe each month. And you can upgrade to Tier 2 or th Tier 3, and Amazon will cover the cost of a base subscription. So there's that. Now, there was another question here from a JC Adventure Gamer. I'm working on a game world that has a wide variety of items. Hundreds. Awesome. Each with different stats, etc. Would you recommend using scriptable objects for this? Probably. Um, you've seen online that some people use JSON-based systems. Uh, JC Adventure Gamer, presumably you are uh, following our RPG course and more importantly following our RPG stream series live on Twitch where I spend an inordinate amount of time going through exactly this sort of stuff. Um, Unity has a facility for scriptable objects. They are, when they end up on the disk, they're a text file that is not really that much like a JSON. It's got a lot more noise in it than a JSON file, but ultimately it's a structured text file of data and you get out of the box functionality in Unity to deal with those things in the editor. So I would try it with scriptable objects. There's absolutely no reason why scriptable objects won't scale to hundreds of items with different stats. Look at the way we do weapons, for example, in the RPG, and I've linked that over on the chat for you. You can also just go look at the code for free on GitHub, of course. So that is that question. Um, Amazon covers a basic price if you upgrade. Yeah, in Bindi, apparently so. Um, people are saying that if, if you subscribe with Twitch Prime, you can then you can then pay an extra five bucks to go to tier two, where we'll then link out to whatever to, to your Twitch page and build your Twitch profile for you by doing that. And we get higher priority in the chat and we support us 240% higher. So yes, I think that's the case, which is a really cool discovery. So any other questions in Discord right now? Yes, I have one. Awesome. Thank you. Go for it. So currently I'm working with a tool set called Babylon JS. Okay. Yep. Uh, will there be a course on just web dev or making game for the web? I'm curious about that. I would really like to do a web dev course, and Sam would be really instrumental in helping us because he's a really good web dev. Um, it does, and, and web dev itself is a huge market and hugely interesting. It's just that it's not the most obvious way to make a web game when you could make, a, say, a WebGL build with Unity, but it's got its disadvantages. You could, you could do it many other ways. So I think the answer is yes. Um, I would love to do that, but it won't be this year is all I can say. Um, Mind if I I've, send you some info on that? Because uh, Babylon JS is an incredible tool. Yeah. So. Okay, awesome. We'll do that. Yeah, absolutely. So we would like to teach web dev, but web dev is not the same as game dev, and we want to stay on brand, and we could teach a certain amount of web dev through the project of games. So normally our proposition is this, you know, learn to code the fun way by making games. And we do really well with that in C Sharp and C++, and now with Godot, it's GDScript, which is like Python, so you'll see Python coming from us soon. Python gives us a bridge to machine learning, and particularly reinforcement learning, the most exciting, in my opinion, part of machine learning, uses Python, Google TensorFlow, 
game engines, for the environment, for these machine learning agents, lots of cool stuff. Once we've gone into Python machine learning, if that's a successful venture, reaching just a little bit outside of pure game dev, but still using games as the medium, then I think web dev would be next on our horizon. But if we need to prove it, prove that you guys want that stuff with both Python and machine learning first. Plus, we need to really complete the job of teaching you beginner content in Unity, Godot, Unreal and start to put out more intermediate content. For instance, there's a big hole in our portfolio in terms of telling you how to deploy games to mobile, for example. I've actually got here my 2020 uh, vision of courses. It's a real mess because I haven't typed it up yet. It's literally it came up with it in a meeting the other day. Um, but what you're going to see coming from us in the next, say, well, by, 20, by the end of 2020, the totally new stuff you'll start to see is reinforcement learning, possibly Lumberyard, that's a maybe, definitely mobile games, up to four courses on mobile games, like iOS to Android, so, uh, sorry, yeah, I, uh, iOS, iOS, to, iOS to Android, Unity to iOS, Unity to Android, Unreal to iOS, Unreal to Android. They're the big buckets we need to cover. Um, there'll be more 2D art in the form of drawing, concept art. How do you go from imagining, like, you know, a tent crossed with a dragon and making it purple and angry, how do you have a purple dragon tent that's angry? I mean, that's a crazy idea, right? But a concept artist could come up with that and paint it. Um, and Python. So they're the things that we will, because of, because of its uh, capabilities as a scripting language, as a game scripting language, as a, as a machine learning tool uh, for Godot, for its simplicity, and so on. So that's the sort of stuff you're going to see in the, in the next 18 months coming up. So there won't be iOS to Android? <laughs> well, iOS to Android, I didn't really mean to say, so <laughs> um, what does iOS to Android mean? I meant Unity to iOS, Unity to Android, Unreal to iOS, Unreal to Android. <laughs> and Python will also be uh, helping a lot with Blender, of course, yeah. But no, not iOS to Android, no, that doesn't make a huge amount of sense. That's like, a, that's like fire to water or cat to dog. <laughs> that was a slip of the tongue. Thank you, Dr. Robotic. No, Robot Vinic, Dr. Robot Vinic on Twitch for reminding us that Python is also an incredibly important tool for Blender, for automation of Blender. So, um, yeah, that's that. No problem. Thank you very much. That's cool. So, who else has got a voice question? Uh, can I have a question? question about certification? About certification? No, uh, education in universities and colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, where are you, by the way, in the world, just so we can imagine you sitting there somewhere in the summer on the planet? Um, nowadays, I'm living in Russia, but I'm going to move to abroad, probably oh, later. Cool. Uh, I mean, a lot of uh, bachelor's degrees appear nowadays uh, that are connected to game programming. Uh, and I would like to ask, uh, do they have any major differences uh, from... I mean, classic uh, pro programs, particular programs that are connected to computer programming. So you're asking about the differences between a, a, a video game degree and a computer science degree, basically? Yes. Is that right? Yeah, yes. they're quite different. Depends on the university, I think. And in this, basically, firstly, I should qualify. I haven't got a clue. Uh, but yet I have got a clue because I've got a computer science degree and I know a lot of people who teach game development in universities. But I, I haven't been a student of game development in a, in a university. Um, I think it really depends on the university and how they approach the game development. But if I was to have a choice and have my time over, um, 
I, I would always say that having a good foundation in computer science makes it really easy for you to pick up the technical aspects of game development. Um, but you're going to leave out all the really important other aspects of game development, like, you know, it's a hugely complex subject that involves storytelling and music and coordination and, uh, and, and, um, and sound and graphics and marketing and all sorts of stuff. So it really depends where you want to focus. If you want to be a good programmer, get a really good foundation um, in computer science. But if you want to be a good overall indie developer, you'd probably be better off doing a, uh, a, a game, a dedicated game course, if that makes sense. Uh, okay, so when it comes just to programming, uh, choosing the computer science uh, degree is much better nowadays. For programming? Um, yes. Yeah, also being, I mean, you can be, you can get a long way being self-taught as a programmer. The problem is when you get to the stuff you don't know, you don't know. Uh, but often, even these days, even that stuff that, that you don't know, you don't know, you find out if you really pay attention on somewhere like Stack Overflow. And you really read and take the time with because people who do have a uh, you know have been the old guys have been in the industry for decades they really know their stuff and they'll often give really good answers well the well-rated answers on stack overflow will really give you some good perspective um so you can be self-taught we teach a lot of computer science in our courses both sam and i are computer scientists at heart and we make sure that all the guys uh, jan mikey rick all understand the computer science concepts and that all the code that we we write together, it contains good, good computer science principles. So you, you'll do as well with us in, in, um, in as many ways as, as you would at a university, some people say, you know, for a fraction of the cost. But you've just got to be a lot more self-motivated and put a lot more work in yourself. And also you've got to go and find yourself a social life. But hey, we're all here. There's thousands of people here. So um, yeah, you may not have to go and spend a fortune on, on a degree, but um, it's individual for everybody, right? I don't know. Has that answered your question, or do you need do you need more? I guess it's enough. Thank you very much. I'm not going to teach infinitesimal calculus, right? Sorry, say about say again about calculus. You're not going to teach infinitesimal calculus, right? Because I hated that one. Uh, we know we're not necessarily not going to teach infinitesimal calculus because it depends, right? If you look at the multiplayer course with Sam, and I'll put that in. Um, is it that? Oh, what is it? Uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to remember the three-letter code for our multiplayer course. Give me just a second. Um, I'm just going to do something. Do, do, do. Bit of a break while I don't talk for a second. Give me a second. I hated the theorems, and I never understood how to calculate the delta and the epsilon. Okay. Um, there you go. So that course, in the multiplayer course, um, Sam will be, t and in my physics course, which I'm not going to recommend because it's a bit old now, but we do end up talking about those things when it's necessary and when it matters to you guys. So things like the um, when you're doing when you're when you're integrating um, over a period of time, you get numerical errors that start um, accumulating. That can stuff can really matter in a game, and we'll tell you about it when it matters. And um, there's a little bit of that in the multi Unreal multiplayer. There's a little bit of that in my game physics course. So. We'll tell you, but only when you need to, and when you do need to know, we'll dress it up as something much more fun than they, than uh, infinitesimal calculus or whatever. You know, we might use no. that term, but not until you know why you're learning it and why it's worth knowing. You know. No, what I mean is the uh, epsilon and delta yeah, stuff when you know, calculating limits, because that's what that's pretty much what got me dropped off the course because I never understood how to use it. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, I mean, we probably, in game development, aren't going to need to sit and 
sit and do that in quite the same closed form mathematical way that you may have done on your course. It's just not necessary. We need to understand the general principles and then we're doing everything in a computer game is a numerical solution to something. So it's a slightly different approach. Uh, we hope that when we get to this stuff, we'll, we'll make you feel better about it and you'll understand it. But uh, don't worry, we're not going to be making you like um, pass crazy maths modules that have no particular application. So, so hopefully that uh, gives some flavor to it. I've got a few questions over on Twitch. And by the way, Burley Duck, thanks for subscribing with Twitch Prime. We had lots of subscribers tonight. You guys are awesome. Really helps us to continue to support this Twitch effort that we are we're doing. We're doing a lot of Twitch streaming at the moment. It's taking a lot of time, but it is helping us to, um, to to get more work done in some strange ways. To get more Udemy courses made because we can um, we have to sit down at a certain time and get some work on the RPG done. For example, I'm not sure I'd get as much work done if I didn't have you guys holding me to account. Back to one of your questions earlier about how do you stay motivated? Make a public commitment and then stick to it. Gideon says, non-gaming is a Twitch subscriber, so I better answer. Uh, you've mentioned being in the military RAF and being an investor. How did I start and how did I get to this point in life? Oh, man, do you want my life story? I'm not sure you do. Um, it's going to bore everybody senseless. I guess a little bit in each stream uh, doesn't do any harm. I'll answer those specific questions. I was in the University, L University of London Air Squadron, which meant that I was an officer cadet in the Air Force, learning to fly uh, light aircraft and also something called the Takano briefly which is a turboprop. Um, I decided to leave the Air Force just because I kind of I'm kind of do my own thing. I'm my own man. I couldn't really imagine uh, spending years having my hair cut like it is now, interestingly, but it didn't used to be like that. <laughs> and, uh, and having to salute everybody who walked past. I was a little bit more kind of out of the mold than that. An investor, yeah, I was briefly an angel investor in Cambridge, uh, mainly to try and impress people and meet the right people when I first met, moved here. Uh, but it actually led to Udemy. So going and being an angel investor led me to meet Rob Percival, who's one of the other big Udemy instructors. We made a, a code school for teaching code in general, including games, as a summer school in person, you know, people in a classroom. And uh, we decided actually we'd be better off going online, and that's a much more scalable way of teaching it. So there's a little glimpse, but there's a lot of other things in my history as well, which uh, I won't bore you about for now. Basically, until I was 22 or something like that, all I wanted to do was be an astronaut. And I was a European Space Agency astronaut candidate, and that was my whole life focus. And then I didn't get accepted for various reasons, including a minor medical reason. You only have to have a spot in the wrong place. Um, but also the fact that I fell in a bucket between a mission specialist and a pilot. I was a good pilot, but I wasn't the best test pilot in the Air Force. And I was a, I was a good scientist, but I wasn't a PhD's payload specialist. So I was fell in a gap, lost my identity for decades. And now I've really kind of got it back about five years ago with what I do now. I love teaching what I teach. It's, com it's, it's varied, it's complicated, it's interesting, it's challenging. And you, just, you guys are a great community. So there's a, a bit of an overview anyway. Everyone's unique, exactly. Jan loves it when I say very unique. It's like that's a double, double. Am I the only one literally falling into a bucket? Falling into a bucket? <laughs> what is that? Can you tell me a little bit more about your visual metaphor? I'd be interested. No, you said you were, uh, you were a good pilot, but then you fell into a bucket. So I actually pictured you literally physically falling into a bucket. <laughs> I probably have done that in my life. That's an embarrassing way to go. No, what I meant is there's two major buckets for astronauts, pilots, and they take the best test pilots of their countries and mission specialists, in which case they take PhD and beyond scientists who have a particular interest in and knowledge of the payload on the aircraft. Um, and they're the main two buckets. There's actually a third, a payload specialist. But I, I didn't fall strictly in either of those buckets. I was a jack of all trades, master of none. So. Um, 
All right. Uh, any other um, questions? Yeah, I have a question. Wicked. Who are you? Where are you from? I am Tyler. I'm from the central United States. Wicked. Hey, Tyler. Good to hear from you. Uh, so, say you have a game idea and you think it's something bigger than you can tackle on your own. Uh, what steps, uh, in terms of a strategy, would you go to uh, be building a and you know dedicated team to work this game around? I would say uh, test your attract your team attraction now. So you'll get the team you deserve, if that makes sense. I'm just being really straightforward here. Um, you'll get the team you deserve and. Whether people want to work with you is going to depend on a whole host of factors, and there's a million ways you could get really good people to work with you. And you've got to do whatever's right for you. So, right, you might be good at selling, and you might just go and talk to an investor. Just you talk to one investor. That guy gives you, or girl gives you, tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then you go and try and make an indie team and try and make the game successful. That's one possibility. Um, you might find that your path, you, the best for you, is to make a few games yourself. You know, either start that idea and don't worry about kind of it getting out there and somebody copying it because just don't worry about it. It's not that likely. Um, and try it yourself. Or you try a different game idea or two to get good at development, become a good developer yourself, and then people will come and want to work with you because of your track record. That's what's happening with us with courses. So that's another possibility. It's kind of inside out. Just kind of do it all yourself and then other pe attract other people to you. Another possibility, of course, would be Kickstarter. So that's the investment route again, but it's a different type of investment route. It's a crowdfunding route. So it really depends um, who you are, what your history is, and what, which of those three possibilities, crowdfunding, uh, like an investor, private investment, or, or um, working your way up by becoming a strong indie that people want to work with. Which of those sounds most like you? Uh, probably the uh, just starting making a, a few games uh, on my own. Uh, see, I have a couple friends who do uh, some coding, and uh, we've worked on a couple things in the past, but we're looking to expand our team. And uh, we have this game idea that, you know, it's it's kind of silly, but it looks like something that could uh, eventually get big. But uh, it, it would be a lot of fun to work on, and we were just looking to find a few more people to uh, join in on the team and uh, help us with that. Yeah, awesome. So firstly, look, I really want to say it's about the execution, your idea, whatever it is, and you may or may not, don't, don't be too precious about the idea. Don't think if you share that idea, everybody's going to copy it. You know, it's going to be really hard for you to make it successful just because it is hard and you need a lot of luck and a lot of, you know, good timing. So the chance that somebody else who's not quite as passionate about the idea as you overtaking you is unlikely. So don't be too precious about the idea. Be fairly free with it. Let other people help you. Attract other people to the idea. Um, Understand that the idea, however good you think it is, it's more about the execution. Every one of the recent major successes has been done before in another form, Minecraft or Crossy Road or any of these things. And really just focus on execution. Get good at doing stuff. Get good at delivering. Get good at executing by doing it and by pushing when it gets hard and by just finishing what you say you're going to finish. And, uh, you know, setting goals that are lofty goals that are one or two years, three years ahead, but tiny goals for the next day and just get traction on, on, on your delivery and get really good at delivering, I would say, because that's what's gonna make the difference. And a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. If you're good at programming and you've got good art and you've got good sound, but you can't market, then you're in trouble. Um, so does that, does that sort of help? I know it's a bit vague, but everybody has to take their own journey and, and learn, your, learn yourself, you know?
Yeah, it's one of those things you just kind of got to go for and see how it rolls out. Yeah, it's one of those things that we've always been really uh, motivated in our games. And really, we do it uh, because we enjoy doing it. We don't do it just like, oh, this game's going to get big and we're going to make a lot of money. Like We don't go into it thinking that. It's really we do it because we enjoy doing it. Uh, we're just kind of looking to uh, expand uh, upon that, you know. And yes, your answer really did help. And thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no worries. That that that. The fact you're doing it because you're intrinsically motivated by it, you enjoy it from within, means that you'll be working on it during the hours that other people aren't working on there, so you're going to beat the competition. That's really the thing that matters, the fact you're doing it because you love it. There's going to be times you hate it, but most of the time you're doing it because you love it. Yeah, I find myself uh, up late nights doing it, and I'm like, oh, it's already 3 a.m., what is this? Right, it's, it's passion, it's, it's, you know, so that's cool. Keep, keep, keep doing what you're doing, keep growing, uh, keep your, you know, just get stuff delivered, learn rapidly, fail rapidly, listen to your customers know the answer to everything. They, they know, know what they want. Um, listen to them, change stuff, honor them, um, and keep going. Yeah, I would say, good, good job. Go All for right, it. thank luck. you so much, Ben. I'm a big fan of your work. Yeah, thank you, and uh, thanks for the question. So uh, on Twitch, there's a big discussion about how do you, how do you up your basic free Twitch Prime subscription um, to the next tier, and uh, Gideon and, and Bindi are working it out between them. It'd be interesting to see if they if they suss that out. So that'd be so cool. Thank you to Jenny and everybody else who's recently subscribed on Twitch. I really appreciate it. It's probably one of the best streams we've had for new subscribers. I think every single one of those purple stars in that in that glass on the bottom of my screen is a new screen 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 whatever ends with an N um, is a new subscriber. So that's pretty cool. All right, if Amazon's asking you, if you're already subscribed as a Twitch Prime and they're asking you for $5 yet, that'll be for the upgrade to the tier two. So uh, let me just scroll through. I hope I haven't missed any subscriber questions on the Twitch. Um, don't think so. And then any other voice questions? And sorry, I'm not getting to the non-subscriber questions or the questions in Hash Lounge. I just, I'm kind of maxed out with what I'm already doing. So. Nobody else want to ask in voice? There's lots of you here. 100 people on the stream. There's like 30 in the voice lounge. Ben, uh, do, you know, do you have any knowledge about API programming and uh, converting OpenGL to Vulkan, especially OpenGL 2.0 related in the Intact 4 engine? In which, so, so Game Hacker, firstly, I'm guessing you're from Ireland. Is that a fair assumption? That would be a fair assumption. I am from cool. Northern Ireland. Fantastic. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was asking about um, the Intech 4 engine. I've recently been doing a project, well, actually not recently, past six years, but I've been taking on your courses, your UE4 Ultimate uh, course from a couple of years ago. And uh, I bought one of the other ones that came out after, but I haven't got stuck into it yet. But um, it's looking quite likely that I might have to take on some of the programming tasks that uh, a couple of the old team members were doing. But um, I'm actually considering converting the Intact 4 engine from uh, OpenGL 2.0 to Vulkan, if possible, or one of the later versions of OpenGL, possibly 4.0. But don't know how difficult it would be, don't actually know what programming languages they require, and also just wondering if I complete the courses, would that be capable, or would I have to seek out other programming languages as well? Now, if you Intact so, so... 4 uses C and C++ mainly. Sorry, but yeah, go ahead. So, I mean, no, basically our courses won't equip you to do a job of that size at the moment. At the, moment. The, the Unreal course and the other two Unreal courses, the multiplayer and VR, will give you a good game-focused uh, understanding of C++. 
But uh, why do you want to? Why do you want to take on the task of converting it to Vulcan? Is this for performance reasons or? Yeah, the levels that I I'm mainly a level designer and a three D modeler, but um, dabbled in scripting and C and a little bit of the C plus plus that I've gathered from the course and applied to fixing the saves function, which was part of a problem anyway. Though, but uh, some of the stuff is going to have to fall on me again uh, with, on the programming side. Uh, but yeah, it is to do with performance. As I was saying, with uh, the levels that are being designed, they're all primarily BSP design. There's n almost no uh, uh, asset dropped in that is a 3D model other than characters. The, le the level itself, and some of the complex designs John Romero did do with even 8B and even 4B, is crippling the engine on calls. And there doesn't, there is no uh, multi-threaded uh, design in the engine. It doesn't offload any of the work to other cores it all primarily destroys one core in particular that whatever whichever one it chooses but yeah uh api change might be required to actually keep the frame rate up especially if you're using parallax inclusion mapping and some other features like that or you know are you, are you, at a, like, are you definitely at a stage in this uh project where it's worth staying with that engine or is it worth considering an engine change if you're thinking about doing that much work Oh, I've literally left that project for like the past year. I'm I'm actually seeking out freelance work with 3D models. That's kind of where I'm going or aiming to try and go with the career. If I get the time, then yeah, I want to finish the levels. I would like to get the project done. Like it did actually get some attention here and there. It seems like if the project was finished, it would probably gather quite a few quite a bit of attention. But it's not a project I could ever charge for. It's not really anything I could seek a career out of finishing that project. It, it it's Technically, if you work on it, you're wasting your time. Like, there's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of other ambitious things you could be doing and learning. The, the engine's old; it's dead, and nobody. It's like, yeah, it's something you would only want to muck about your like time. Like, doesn't sound like a brilliant investment of your time to me, as, a, as somebody who's new, relatively new to programming. To go and do something that's kind of right at the far reaches of of programming is to is to change the API of an old engine. Um, it's going to take a lot of programming time and experience, and it probably will take more time and effort than side shifting that project into another engine like Unreal that will do some of the most many of these things for you. So I don't know. I, I certainly we wouldn't. Our courses wouldn't be able to tell you how to do that on their own. Um, but if you took all of the Unreal courses and then uh, did some side study, you'd be on your way towards that. Um, but yeah, it does sound like a, a bit of a crazy idea. But you know, a lot of cool things come out of crazy ideas. A lot of passion projects end up uh, doing amazing things. So that's yeah, especially all I can say for the moment. Yeah, that is very true. Like uh, I see, I do see where you're coming from. Like as I was saying, yeah, it, it technically would be a waste of time. Like it is only something you'd want to do in your free time. Like, mm. but yeah, it's not something you'd want to be seeking a career out of, like finishing that project. But it is a mad idea. I understand that. Like, um, it's also why I'm not focusing pr primarily on it. As I said, like I'm looking a job as a 3D modeler, a freelancer maybe. Um, but it, you know, it, these other skills definitely come in handy. Like, I following the UE4 course, it's coming handy for presenting my models in the Unreal 4 engine, setting up scenes, and hopefully have an idea maybe to muck about with build a little game out of it. But yeah, I uh, would like to maybe make a portfolio that runs in the engine. So here, download that, muck about with it, and then show off some of the other stuff that I've done in programming. Because I think it would make a good portfolio using the UE4 engine.
But it yeah, would, I'm not going to yes. hold up chat for anybody else. Anybody else? No, no, that's cool. I just want to make a general point in response to this. So, so that's more helpful to everybody. A huge part of the about learning how to use yourself in the world is really getting traction on where you are and what your passions are and what your, you know, and what you're already great at, and then carrying on in that direction. So this sounds like fantastic and interesting, but it doesn't sound as you as something else you might be able to do. I don't know what that something else is. I can't solve your life problems in two seconds. But you know, Avi in the chat there, Avi from the Netherlands, is saying he's a pretty advanced program and he wouldn't take on a project like that. Um, it just seems a little against the grain. Try and go with the things that you've already got momentum on because the, to change direction takes a lot of energy. Um, you know, I've done a million different things in my life, but if, uh, all sorts of stuff. I've been a rock climbing instructor and a, and, a, and a helicopter pilot, and I trained as a commercial airline pilot, and then I've been a financial trader and an investor. I've done all these crazy things. But, there is, but, but, but what I discovered after a lot of introspection is that what lies behind all of that is a total addiction to learning. And I would do all these things until the learning curves shallowed out, and then I would abort them and do something different. So for me, I had to set up a life in which I was constantly learning. And now that's this, and that's why I'm sticking with it. That's why I love it. That's why it's successful. So just get to know yourself as well as possible. Let go of the preconceptions that your parents or your co-workers or your friends or somebody from your history have put on you, and just try and be you and be the best you you can be, and then you will, you will produce something amazing. So that's all I would say. It just sounds a little inauthentic to who you are right now. That's all, that's all I would say, if I'm being honest. But then who, what do I know? You know, I'm just guessing here, but this, this, that really is what it feels like to me, is that, you know, I want to go and be a 3D modeling freelancer and I want to convert a, an old defunct game engine to a different pro API. Which one's more you? You know, I and maybe the real answer is somewhere in between. But yeah, yeah, somewhere in between. But yeah, great advice. I appreciate it. Um, Thank Maybe the much. real answer is that, that you don't think that being a 3D, just a 3D modeling freelancer is all you're capable of being, and it almost certainly isn't. We can all tell it isn't because of the ambition you have on the other side, saying, I'm going to go and convert an old game engine to a different API. So, so kind of, I would say your momentum is in the 3D modeling, 3D artist, the thing you're already good at. Now, how do you do something super unique in that field that other people aren't doing? For example, if you're into scripting, go and crack out Blender and start automating the hell out of your 3D modeling projects and bring something completely different and higher value to your customers because when the next person is doing stuff by hand, you're going, no, I know how to use Python to script this engine and to do it a thousand times quicker. So. That type of thing may allow you to um, may allow you to to to, um, to get more momentum on, with while staying in authenticity. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. But, so, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. more as a general, I'm trying to make a generic answer as well, so that it's somewhat helpful to everybody. Um, Gideon TTK is saying a helicopter pilot plus a board feel hmm. that we want to be ejecting from helicopters. Just there's enough what we call God bolts in helicopters anyway. A God bolt is a bolt that if it fails, you're dead. <laughs> and there's a lot of those in a helicopter, which is one of the things I don't like about them. Um, you could you could do without extra exploding bolts in the rotor head, right? Uh, plus, if one of the blades goes off before another, if there's any time difference. People don't realize the horrible thing about helicopters. If you shed a blade, you lose a blade, or even you get a high amount of damage to a blade, um, it, it, the first thing you know about it, and so the last thing you know is that it tends to break your neck immediately because of the, the asymmetric swing of the aircraft just whoosh, breaks your neck. So if one of the bolts went off and the other didn't, it would kill you before you even left just because of the shearing force. So anyway, very aside, I'm going to put a, my own squirrel in the chat here for squirreling like that. You know, uh, squirrel is our way of saying we got distracted. It's from... Uh, what film's that from? Is it Home or 
I don't know. Tell me which D Disney film that is, where or Pixar film, where some people are talking away and they go squirrel. The dogs. The oh, dogs that's uh, that's up. Up. It's in up. Yeah, the dogs are chatting and then the squirrel. So I'm like that. They call. They kind of call me squirrel, which is why uh, we've made that icon. Terravice, I think, made that for us, if I remember correctly. Hello. 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 Is it me you're looking hey. at? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> no. Sorry. Um, I'm actually really nervous talking to you. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, I just want to ask you, like, uh, I'm new to this. I really have passion. I'm still young. Uh, what tips do you kind of have to me, like, for my future? Like, how can I continue on this track and, like, be, like, that really good pro programmer that I want to be? Um, I'm a bit aware of generic answers to specific questions. And even though your question wasn't that specific, your life is specific. So if I try and give you a generic answer to a your question hasn't got enough information in it for me to help you and as much as I'd like to, right? Because you've got a very specific history and set of passions and set of motivations and fears and, and dreams and all the rest of it, which, which I know nothing about. So I, I can't really just prescribe. Um, um, like, let's so say- tell me, like, Give me something to go on and I'll try and help a little bit more. I mean, you can get I can okay. throw generic advice at the wall all day, but give me, give me, the more you open up, the more you give me, the more I can help you or maybe to help you. Yeah, okay. So, I'm taking like your 3D course right now, like mm -hmm. almost two hours a day. Like, I want to know, like, my friend is really good at Blender. Uh, we're like, we're trying to collab, doing a, do a game. I just want to see like, how long does it take for someone like me taking your course to be like independent? Uh, programmer, like to make his own games, to be confident in himself? Um, I can answer the last question first. Um, this is how long it takes to be confident in yourself. Yeah, that's always how long it takes to make that type of shift that quick. Um, you can always choose to be confident in yourself. It's an instant, if you like. Um, how long it takes to develop a certain level of skill depends on the level of skill, depends on your competence. It could take a long time. It could take um, a few years. Look, the 10,000 hours is one number, right? So the idea that you do 10,000 hours of programming-ish, I mean, not 1,000 hours and not, not 100,000 hours, but of the order of 10,000 hours of, of programming will make you a half-decent programmer. The order of 10,000 hours of flying makes you a half-decent pilot. You're out of the death valley, they call it, where you get overconfident and you're no good. And you know, It's about how your confidence matches with your competence, right? And the solution to that is taking on projects that you are that are stretching you, but that are not lowering your confidence. So if you go and take on, I'm going to make the next, you know, Fortnite on my own, that's only going to hurt your confidence because you're not going to make the next Fortnite on your own, not in any short time scale, maybe in 10 years with different tooling, highly leveraged machine learning tooling and stuff. You might be able to make Fortnite on your own, but today you're not going to make something that looks and feels like Fortnite on your own. So don't even try. Do something that you can do. Do a Mr. Jump or a Crossy Road or something like that and do it well. And then you get real confidence because real confidence is the type of confidence that is built on the knowledge that you have actually done that thing. Nobody can fool you when you have done the thing, right? So do stuff, allow yourself to fail, learn from it, repeat, just keep going, as um, I think Avi said. No, okay. Thank you. That's actually really good. Uh, another question. I Oops, don't know if you have time. I didn't time mean to put that in the Twitch chat, guys. Sorry. And the other thing I wanted to say is in the Twitch, please clip, guys. If you like things, hit clip. I don't have time to clip here. Clip and share in Twitch. It really helps people find stuff. That's on the off chance I say anything useful, which I know is unlikely. Uh, sorry, what was your second question? Okay. Uh, just like this one. How can I say it? Uh, I'm always thinking about this. Like, how much does university 
teaching like there's no course for game developer that's why i game developing that's why i'm taking an online course like like computer science is what people usually want to go to like how much does this help or is it even worth doing that over online courses Are, like online courses that much superior or like what's the difference i think the trend is towards online courses right so what's great about university um, there's the social side, the people you meet don't underestimate that. There's the curriculum is, uh, is very well designed in a university. Um, we actually have a similarly well designed curriculum, I think, but we hide it behind projects to make it more interesting. Um, university has, I'd say they're the major benefits. There's a lot of disadvantages to, to that standard of education. You try and cram all your learning into too short a time period, which can be good, that's focus, but why not focus and learn over 40 years? So, you know, cram for four years and then continue to learn at a moderate rate for the next 40. It, it, it is not self-paced, so you, don't know, you can't always go at your pace, you know, so if you can't keep up, then you get left behind, and if it's boring for you, you get unstimulated. So there are a lot of disadvantages as well. There are game development courses, and they might work brilliantly for you. Um, you've got to think about motivation. You know, if, if you're going to take online courses and you don't have a great community like us lot to help you, then it could be pretty lonely and you might get stuck in little local loops where you don't have anybody to talk to and you can't get perspective on yourself. Um, but our courses are designed to be an academic syllabus hidden behind a series of projects. So we stack the projects up very carefully in each course to teach you the fundamentals. We know that you need to know statements before you know variables, before you know loops, before you know, a re you know and so on. Uh, but we don't teach it like that. We teach it like, let's learn a text adventure, and then let's learn a platformer, and then let's learn this. Um, so yeah, you'll be pretty well served staying with us. It's gonna take you a while because we don't produce content fast enough to keep up with like what a university would, would do. But if you do a load of your own side projects and every project you do with us, you go ahead and build on it and expand on it and put it in your own portfolio and make it your own, then you're going to do really, really well. Um, what you will miss with us right now is like a wide covering of all the fundamentals in a topic area. We know that stuff, you know, particularly Sam and I know that computer science stuff and, and Jan knows his game design, the storytelling and, and, and you know, Rick knows game development and, and the marketplace and all of this stuff inside out. And we try and put these into the courses as much as possible. But a given course will miss concepts. You'll go through the whole Unity or the whole Unreal course and you'll miss concepts in computer science. Um, if you take enough of our courses, eventually you'll get all the stuff that matters to game development. So you could, the answer often is you can do a bit of both. If you want, you could take our courses, you could take a more academic course on something like Coursera. Whether you have to physically go in somewhere and get in debt and spend a lot of money like that, if you need the social side, um, and if you think you need the certificate, the credibility, but I can tell you that competence is more important than qualification. Taking a portfolio of things you've done will beat anybody with a qualification, unless that company will not look at you unless you have a degree, in which case there are hacks you can do to still get through the door. Look at, Udem uh, look at Rick's job course. I'll give you a link to that now. This is how to get a job in the video game industry. Very clear and specific advice on there. So does that help a little? Uh, yes, actually. That's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Just give me a little bit of confidence boost. Thanks. Yeah, well, you, all, you guys are amazing. You always... Always surprise me with what you guys make. So just uh, the way you're surprising me with, with what you're doing. Like no one interacts with their communities as much as you are. That's just, that's actually amazing. Well, I just like doing it. I mean, I also like spending time with my family. But you know, I've been with them all day. 
Um, it's a peak time of week now. Um, the analytics tell me that. This is the busiest time on Discord. Uh, why wouldn't I be here? You know, it's the time that the most people are going to join in. There's 3,660 people on the server. Probably about... Uh, actually, talking about my hat, standing desk game hacker, I'm going to stand up right now. Um, why wouldn't I be here? Uh, I would do some trampolining for you. I've got a massive trampoline over there. And, uh, but it's too dark. You're not going to be able to see me. But come on the Twitch streams if you want to see that stuff. Every break, I go and do crazy stuff like... Uh, you know, this is how I take trampolining. I like such a programmer at heart. Like, I do a forward somersault, and then I, I travel forward. So I go, oh, forward somersault, traveling forward. And of course, the programmer in you starts going, well, hang on, how about a forward somersault traveling backwards, or a backward somersault traveling backwards, or a backward somersault traveling forward? And you know, immediately seeing the grid of possibilities, and of course, I'm trying them all. And I ring up a gymnastic mate, and he tells me that a backward somersault going forward is called a gainer. And I said, well, what's a forward somersault going backwards? And he didn't have a name for it, so I've called it a loser. And they're really horrible, and they feel really weird, but I can do them now. Uh, so we do that. Now, the other thing I do in my breaks is get on that crazy pogo stick, but given I've got no shoes on right now, that's going to be a bad idea. And it's pretty much pitch dark. Um, although, I could. If anybody wants a sunset 30 seconds on a pogo stick, then I'll point the camera out the door and do that. You guys let me know. Um, <laughs> how do you let me know? Just slam the chats. Ah, who else? Game Hacker. Jealous of my standing desk. Yes, it's really cool. All of the gear that we use is on our Twitch channel. Um, Oh, sweaty armpits, look at that, it's disgusting. Um, on my Twitch channel, uh, and the further down the, the, the list you go, the more expensive things get, but this, an example of standing desk gear is in there. You can convert any desk. This is an old kitchen table I've got here, and then it's converted to a standing desk. If you want pogo, you're going to need to do better than that, guys. You're going to need to slam the, the, uh, the Twitch chat with pogo. Um, or hash lounge if you're not yet a follower on Twitch. So I will see if there are any more questions, any more voice questions before I consider... Yeah, I have one. Awesome. Who, who's I? Samir, I think. Uh, yeah, the, this is me. I am from Pakistan, by the way. So, um, yeah. So, my question is regarding the physics dot uh, simulate, uh, you know, where we manually uh, control the physics. I read it about in the Unity documentations, and then I tried it myself. Yeah, uh, so just so we've all got a handle on what you're saying, just, just tell me a bit more about what you're talking about. So, um. Where, where, uh, where do we manually control physics? What do you mean? I'll post, uh, I'll post the documentation link there. It's the physics. Oh, okay. um, can't see it. Where's there? In, 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 uh, in the hash lounge or in Twitch? Yeah, in the launch. In Got it. Yep. yep. Script reference physics simulate. Okay, so let me just get it pointed. Yeah. Let's get every, simulate physics in a scene, simulate physics manually when automatic simulation is turned off. I haven't used this. Um, includes all types of... Okay, yeah, I get the idea. So what's the, what's the question? Yeah, in the end it says that, uh, you know, your step value has to be less than 0 0.03. I was just wondering what, what is the significance of the step value here? What is it actually? Ah, okay. I'm um, going to put my desk down, start putting my shoes on because um, people want me to get on the pogo stick. And while I'm doing that, I'll explain because it ties into a question we had earlier. Bear with me. Um, okay, sure. I have shoes and socks all ready to go because, um, well, pogoing in either bare feet or flip-flops is a really bad idea. Especially on that thing. This thing's crazy. It's at, a, it's at a 70 or 80 PSI right now, which means it feels like concrete until you really try and bounce on it hard. Um, the other problem is it makes big holes in the ground. So, to answer your question, you're talking about physics simulations and the step size. And one of the questions earlier from the Russian chat was about deltas. He was saying how much you help deltas and epsilons and all this sort of stuff. What's happening here is in a physics simulation, you, if you 
do the simulation too infrequently, then you'll get completely out of sync with what's supposed to be going on. So if you say that something is accelerating, for example, uh, or has a, a force pushing it to accelerate it, if you don't regularly check in with how fast that thing's going now, you will lose track of what speed it should be at. Um, so you need to do physics simulations often enough that the numerical approximation to what's going on matches as much as possible uh, the reality, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does, it does, it does. Yeah, so it's to do with integration and differentiation errors. It's just to stop errors accumulating too much in your simulation. I see, I see. It's a whole so, fascinating topic area. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's the fundamental of what's going on there. Yeah, and I also read somewhere that uh, this is really going to help in real-time gaming. So uh, I really don't get how is it going to help in real-time gaming, if you have any idea about that. Uh, what's going to help? The, the step size uh, or this, using... No, they're the using this physics.simulate because I think they, uh, they put it in Unity recently. It wasn't there before. Um, the, the short answer is I don't know. I haven't looked at it in enough detail. The, the slightly longer answer is I could have another look at it and see if I can work it out really quickly. Um. No, I don't want to give you a canned answer. I don't know at the moment. But what I have done is you oh. have brought my attention to this new API. We don't keep up with all the APIs, and we'll look at it and start integrating it into courses as we, uh, as we move forward. I don't know exactly why that's going to be better in real-time gaming. Um, I suspect it's something to do with controlling resources and knowing where, where you're sending your resources and what your latencies are. And, um, and stuff like that. But I don't know exactly. I would be giving you a, what I just did, a kind of throwaway, hand-wavy answer. So, sorry to no, not be more helpful That's in that okay. particular thing. No, no, you're thank welcome, you. Sir. That's okay. Thank you so much. So, no, you're welcome. I've got a lot of pogo, pogo, pogo in the chat. So I'm going to try and uh, turn the camera around. Hang on. It's not going to be the best pogo session you've ever seen because it's dark here. And I'm going to spin this round. Okay. Then I've got to change the... Exposure on this camera. Uh, I don't think you're going to be able to see anything, but let's be positive. Let's see if we can get it to work. Uh, how are we going to get this to work? I don't even know if I've got enough camera exposure. It's pretty much dark outside. So you're going to have a lot of what we call ISO noise on here, but uh, let's have a go. It's not going to last long. Uh, What's the temperature here, Jenny? It is 21 degrees C. It's been nearly 30 degrees C. It's been very hot in Cambridge. We have not had any rain for weeks. The camera's also on a tilt, but that's just because I rotated it. Okay, hang on. Um, this could easily go wrong. I ought to put a helmet on, but hey. So guys, on Discord, you're not going to be able to hear me so well. On Twitch, you should be able to hear me fine because I'm on a radio mic. So um, let's try this. Uh, I think you'll be able to see me if I'm here. Okay, let's have a go with this guy. Oh, I'm a bit worried that the people who live just there, who live in with us, are asleep. Um, I'm not going to do it if they're asleep, because it's going to wake them up. Hmm. They could be asleep. There will be a second. This may have to wait till next time. I'm just going to ask them if they're asleep. Yeah, I think they may be asleep. I don't want to wake them up. I'm just going to show you the pogo stick, but not jump on it. Here it is. Crazy thing. That big. You get like so. They're asleep. I'm not going to jump because it makes a lot of noise. I'll do that next time. So that's it. Oh, that light is bright. Wow, I can't see a thing. Okay, we'll be back on the chat in two seconds. Yeah, guys, I can't do that tonight because I'm pretty sure that Pete and Tracy um, 
people who live in with us and help us out domestically are um, asleep. Their window's wide open, I'm pretty sure they're asleep, so I don't want to wake them up. That would be a really bad thing to do. So next time. All right, any other voice questions? I think we need to wap, wrap, wap, wap, what's wap? That was that like type of banking that we used to have. Um, we're gonna wrap this up shortly. So anything else before we, before we wrap up? I don't see any subscriber questions on Twitch. Thank you guys for subscribing. Sorry I couldn't give you the pogo. I didn't expect to look up and see that these guys were asleep. Um, what else do we have? Um, well, I, I... No, 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 you go, you go. So we'll take a question from Complex Failure and Moo Moo the Cow, and then I think we'll wrap up. All right. So um, mine was about when you said two, or a comment you made two questions ago. Mm -hmm. um, not that it's going to have any effect on me anytime soon, because I'm only like 15 years old still, but um, you said that the courses, you were talking about like the courses and co uh, college and how they have or how they're similar and how they're different but um is it like like do the courses like supplement the certificates you get from college is that a thing um the portfolio you might build as a result of the courses if you build yourself a portfolio i just take our games modify them a bit make your own put them in github put them in an online portfolio on itch.io or something like that itch.io yeah. if you do that that will super complement your degree possibly even supersede it. Uh, the only time from a job prospect's point of view that the degree would would really add to that would be if that, that's a requirement because they just are a popular game house and they say, well, we want a degree. And if they want a degree, you're not even going to get looked at unless you've got a degree. If you've got a degree and no good portfolio, not so good. Um, so if you can get through the door without the degree and your portfolio would do it, then that's the most important. All right. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And the other one was from Moomoo the Cow. Uh, hey, so I'm working on your, um, on your, like, lock breaker thing, and, like, there's camera and a canvas, mm -hmm. and, like, um, what's it called? So the camera is, like, much bigger than the canvas, and, like, somehow the UI elements from the canvas still somehow get into the camera. I'm wondering how, like, the canvas works with the camera. Yeah, so, um, it's really weird in Unity, actually. Let's just have a quick look at it. I'm opening it up. Look on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash gamedev.tv. No, I'm talking too fast for my own mouth here. Um, I will briefly show you, but basically it depends. Oh, there's three types of UI, canvas in Unity, screen space, overlay, screen space, whatever they call it, and um, <laughs> I can't remember, and then uh, world space. In the case of the two, so if we look at our player in this RPG, where's the camera? Let me just look for the camera. So camera, our main camera, there we go. So our main camera here um, is there now. Camera Raycaster, bear with me a second. I think what you're talking about is if we go into the scene view and we click into 2D and we zoom out, let's just unselect the camera for a minute. Machine's being a bit slow with this stream going on too. And I'm just going to go and look at my game canvas. Are you talking about this fact that the game canvas is massive and the world is kind of just sitting down there and what on earth's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you've got three types of render mode for your canvas. Screen space overlay, which literally just puts the canvas, what it does is it puts it straight over the top of whatever the camera's seeing. So regardless of what the camera's seeing, it's like sticking it to the front of the camera and somehow magically being in focus. Screen space camera is like sticking it slightly in front of the camera. It's basically the same as overlay, but the difference is all the camera effects 
um, will apply post-processing effects and particles can go in between uh, the, the, the camera and the world. And then world space is the thing that you might, your brain might be looking for, which is the type of user, in, user interface that actually sits in the world. And we do have world space canvases quite often, like the health bar above an enemy would be a world space canvas. So in Unity, you just have to accept that there are two separate, it's a single rendering engine, it's not a separate 2D and 3D, proper separate 2D and 3D like, uh, like Godot is. Um, and that your, your main game overlay will typically be like that and it's just weird and it's just what you come to expect. Um, there are other types of canvases like these health bars that sit in the world and they kind of make more sense in a way. But yeah, if you click 2D um, and you double click on a screen space canvas, like, uh, like I'm doing here, then you'll just, it'll just zoom out to it and you just have to get used to the fact that that gets overlaid over the top of everything. It's just... Okay. okay. Okay, it's just, really just a bit weird, but just live with it and it's fine. Just go into 2D mode, double click the canvas and you'll get the view you need. All right, guys, I'm going to start wrapping up. So I want to tell you what's coming next on Twitch. The next thing like this, firstly, in AMA is I don't know. It's always been the deal. I don't know when I'm doing an AMA. I've never promised that I will do AMAs. They're quite time consuming, but also in hugely fun. So I don't know when the next AMA will be. Just keep an eye out. Um, I do know when we'll have Meet the Mentors. It's called Bring Your Worst. It's on Tuesday. Um, at uh, 5 p.m. UK time and uh, you can go and see twitch.tv forward slash gamedavetv forward slash events for all of these things and it should show you in your local time. That will only work on a desktop though. Uh, you can also see our full list of Twitch events. There's plenty lined up, lots of stuff going on Twitch. Please follow us on Twitch. That will help us and it will help you to keep it up to date. If you see an event in our events list on a desktop, you can click remind me um, and that really helpful. It will remind you when the event goes live. Just click that. Um, please consider subscribing on Twitch. So there's that. Uh, what else? Meet the Mentors is only open. This is where you come with your code. Two people per stream come with their code live on Twitch, uh, on Zoom, sharing their screen and we help them out. So if you really want one to one help, only $25 a month and you only need to be subscribed one month at a time. Pretty good deal for one-to-one -one help from us guys. Our, the way that we can make that affordable, our benefit is that that gets immediately streamed out to the audience so everybody gets to learn from it. Uh, that's it. Just thank you everybody for being here and being amazing. It's been a relatively long stream. It looks like it's been stable all the way through. Finally got my streaming working, which is awesome. Um, if you, some of you, a lot of people are struggling to stay focused, etc., get in groups with other people. Get on the community site. I'll put that in the Twitch chat. There it is. Um, get on Discord. Obviously, I'm talking to the converted. A bunch of you are on Discord. Uh, be honest like you just have and vulnerable and say I'm struggling to get motivated. Do game jams. Uh, go out, use meetup.com and go out and physically meet up with other people and developers. Uh, make some promises to people you care about and try and, to, to try and help you make sure you deliver on those promises. Uh, believe in yourself, keep your chin up and um, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, there were a couple of other questions which I'll take, non-voice questions. Um, Eri Jaff said, what's our morning routine, my morning routine? And another question is, what is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how good does Shinumi 3 look in UE4 engine? Don't know. Uh, I haven't seen it. Probably very good knowing UE4. My morning routine, very briefly, uh, it's not as tight as it would like it to be. I've actually got a, believe it or not, I've got a process for it. Let me just pull it up. I actually have a daily routine checklist in Asana. Asana is amazing. It's a task management thing. I used to manage everything domestic, everything to do with the business, everything personal. And I, let me just pull that up. I will tell you specifically... Um, the sort of stuff. So let me tell you the stuff I can remember. I get up, I go for a pee, I typically have a cup of coffee and a load of water, and I often then just plan my day on Asana. 
Then the specific things that I try and do in the morning is plan my day, set alarms for any meetings I have, because otherwise I get in flow and get completely forget. So m normally my phone's on don't disturb all day. So what I do is I tell my uh, watch, I say, hey Siri, set an alarm for whatever time. And when I have my first phone call, that makes sure I don't miss the phone call. I clear my email quite often, quite early in the day, um, these days or at the end of the day. Meditate sometime in the day, not often first thing in the morning. Uh, I do a bunch of exercises, particularly as you get older. So I've got, you know, I've got some old injuries from being a stuntman and stuff. So I do some like band workouts for my shoulder. Generally workout wise, I only do one a week. I just do he really heavy weights once a week and that keeps me pretty strong and fit. And then I rest the rest of the week. But otherwise I might do yoga, particularly out in the sunshine if it's nice. Um, I may go for a swim um, or I may just do some band work for my, for my shoulders. Um, I don't read enough. I wish I did. I'm rubbish at reading. I would like to read every morning. I just never happens for whatever reason. Um, and then other things I might do in the morning. That's kind of it, really. I might get on the trampoline. Um, yeah, so it gives you some idea. Um, and just checking in with my goals on Asana and my bigger goals. Uh, once a week, I check in with my goals in much more detail. So yeah, hopefully that answers that question. Anyway, I think we're there. Thanks, Ben. Looking forward to your thoughts on ECS and how, how I feel about the paradigm shift. Yeah, we'll start incorporating ECS both into the RPG and into the end of the 2D Unity course before too long. Um, yeah, thanks, Mark. Yeah, I've had a pretty interesting, crazy history, but I'm, I'm, I'm loving sort of starting to use it all, use it all now. So lots more to do in the future as well. It's all going to be fun. You guys are all amazing. Thank you for being here. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find all GameDev.TV courses at courses.gamedev.tv slash courses or in the show notes with a 10% discount. Get started with your game development journey today.